Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Conversation with Luciana. Coffee and tea with me. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? It is a privilege and honor to be speaking with you on this glorious, glorious Sunday morning. I'm so excited. I have my coffee, folders, crystals in my cup. I went to the grocery store. Let me tell you something about the grocery store. They should have, you know how they have seniors hours. You can go on Tuesday and Thursday, I believe, and their hours are specifically for those who are older. You know, they can get in, get out. It started during COVID, right? Well, I think they should have it for singles. I really do. They should have single hours where you can come in at seven to eight when there's nobody in the store to get yourself done. Because us single people, we have shit to do. We don't have to feed our families. We are in there getting not major groceries. We're just getting a couple of items just to survive the next couple of days. Give us seven to eight. That's all we need. Seven to eight. Costco, it should be exclusively that last 7.30 to eight o'clock should be for singles. We're not trying to buy pots and pans. We're not trying to buy blankets and socks for the kids. We're there trying to stock up on toilet tissue, paper towels, water, some quick snack stuff that you can throw in your car or throw in your house to grab because you don't want to cook. Because most single people, we don't cook. We don't cook full meals. So anyway, that's just my take. They should have single hours. And don't get me started with the mall. Don't get me started. We only go into four stores. That's it. They should have it where we, they should have a single line. Not a single line, you know, for singles only. That's well, you might think about that being very, I don't know, discriminatory. Nah, we just go in. We're not buying a bunch of stuff. We're buying three or four items and then we're out. Give us a break, right? Give us a break. So I want to catch you guys up on the week, the week that I've been having. Um, last night was my first time ever going to a comedy show. That's right. I stepped out of my comfort zone and went to a comedy show. And for the most part, it was funny. I liked it a lot. However, I did not like the two people that came in after the show had started that were consuming alcohol beverages like they were freaking Tic Tacs. They were just throwing them back. You know, when you go into a venue, they tell you you can't pull out your cell phone You can't um, talk loud because other people can't hear. And when I tell you these two people, first of all, they came in looking like straight up swap meet uh, people. When I say swap meet, okay, first of all, they had a Louis Vuitton jacket, Louis Vuitton and the mask and the guy had the hat. We all know if you shop at Louis Vuitton, they don't even sell that garbage. They just don't. I'm sorry. They don't sell that. So. They walked in and they was Louis Vuitton down and they thought they was impressing somebody. First of all, the tickets were around $30, which was a steal. But um, nevertheless, <laughs> they walked in like they were uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Um, late. I told you they came in late and pulled up their cell phone. So they sat down. They started ordering drinks. The guy pulled out his phone, turned the chair where he's facing the stage, looking directly at the co- comedians that were on stage, right? Just recording with no shame. They tell you not to do that. But again, when you have the intelligence of a second grader 
because you can't read and comprehend. You do stuff like that. So anyway, the show went on and the lady that had the Louis Vuitton jacket on, she was just as ratchet. I mean, even the most rude, obnoxious, uh, you know how the people you got one in your family that's always loud, you know, again, obnoxious, just all around like, what the freak? Even they would have been um, irritated with her behavior behavior because she was a mess. She was a hot mess. She kept swinging her hair back and forth. Okay. Your hair is not that long. It's not that long. And she was doing it in front of the lady that was sitting behind her. And she kept, you know, you know how people get, you know, drunk and they want to have a conversation. Drunk people hear me when I tell you, shut the fuck up. Nobody wants to have a conversation with you. They don't. But she kept talking through the whole Show and she made, um, although I enjoyed the comedian David A. Arnold, who's currently on tour, was fabulous. Um, she made it where it's just like, you know what, I should have went, I should have went to the late show, or I should have went, um, to another where he was somewhere else. I should have flew to LA to maybe see him because maybe I wouldn't have to deal with the ratchetness, um, that I endured yesterday. That's how a mess she was. And she kept, you know, ordering more drinks. At some point, um, they needed to cut them off, but they didn't. And then security. Oh, my God. What was security doing? You know, you don't want to cause the scene um, at all. But they they really were a mess. They were just just embarrassing on a whole nother level. I mean, I'm telling you, a whole nother level to the point where it would be like, um, so who's coming Jaquela, I'm not coming. I'm not coming. I'm not coming nowhere. She, her and Jamil, her man, mm-mm, mm-mm, I'm not doing it. I'll stay at home. I'll stay at home. I'm not going because I don't want to be around that. I don't want to be around that. That's horrible. She can't hold her liquor. And number two, she loud. She's loud. And the heifer, did I tell you all that? The heifer had the nerve enough to say she's from Belmont, California. Okay. If you live in the Bay Area, you know where Belmont is over by, um, San Rafael, Marin area. It's a very nice area. You're not from there. You probably work at the one of those um, skilled nursing homes, but you don't. You're not from there because if you, if you were, you would know how to act. You would. You. I'm not knocking the people from. She's not even from an urban community. She's like she got fresh out of Santa Rita. And she went to uh, one of those uh, swap meets, picked up that outfit, and decided they was going to come to the comedy show. That's how she was. I'm not saying probably in a different life she would not be, you know, viewed as a nice person, but uh-uh. So she said Belmont, California. Nothing, nothing from your head to the sole of your feet said Belmont. And then uh, she just, again, and I'm why am I focused on her? Because... We need to know how to act. We really need to know how to act. People are not going to be accepting of your behavior. They're going to look at you because you are an embarrassment. Now, this is bad. When white people are embarrassed of you, they're just looking at you like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They, she, he fit the stereotype of what we see on TV. It was like a living um, in living color um, skit. That's how bad they were. You get the worst of the worst and you put them in a small, confined space. 
And, you know, the two people in front of me, they was laughing. They were two women of color, beautiful. Um, and they were just looking at me. I was just like, uh-uh. I just, at one point, I just looked at my watch. I was just like, I, I can't even deal with that. And then behind me was uh, another couple. You know, the bougie ones, the um, the Cosby's, I like to call them, because they were acting like they were just too good for everybody. And her man was so loud. He was so loud. I know that's right. It's like... Girl, where did you find him at? But he came in like he was just like, you know, this high fluting lawyer. And he was loud. It was just like and she was looking like, oh, my God, shut up. But you know what? If you can't take your family, your man, your woman somewhere, maybe you should leave him at home. You know, but it was a good show. I got my picture with him and I bought a shirt because I really and I, I'm actually going to inbox him because I was looking forward to seeing him. Uh, the comedians that were for, before him were funny, too. They they were really funny. Um, but I saw the guy, I guess his cousin or his manager was there. And I was, like, excited to see him because I didn't see him. At first, I'm like, I hope he's there. I hope he's there. And he was there. So I got kind of excited. And they're really, they are really down-to-earth people. They really, truly are. Um, and you cannot say that about celebrities or people that, you know, performers, um, they, they really were just like regular folks. Like you can see them in a store and they will make you laugh. You know, you, of course you don't cross that line and get into their personal space, but they were very nice. So shout out to Mr. David A. Arnold. Um, he and his team really, truly make you feel like you're part of the experience. They take you with them. And that's a good thing. That's what you want, right? That's what you want from your celebrities. You don't want people to act like they're detached from you, you know, and you sign, um, he signed the shirt, which I'm never going to wear. And uh, I'm just really supportive of this crap. I almost want to probably miss the boat to fly out to Cleveland when he shoot his next flex special. Um, because it was something to behold. It was it was something. And the stories that he told about his grandfather was really, really, really nice. And it almost pushes you to live your dream, right? It does. doesn't matter how you start off, it's how you finish. And so it was a great, a great um, show. And I learned a lot. I learned something about myself during that. Because I get uncomfortable and I get embarrassed easy for people. And God made me sit through that whole, um, cause I would walk out. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I can't, I'm not going to enjoy myself. I don't want, cause a comedian tongue can get very, um, raw and in your face. And I did not want him to, um, embarrass her cause I know he could, but you learn something about people. They've been doing this for a long time. So they know how to deal with uh, hecklers or disruptive people. They do. They know how to perform because they're performers. And so that was that was a great uh, experience for me. But I had to sit there and, you know, sit through the ratchetness. Um, and I did. And I'm very, very proud of myself because, like, like I said, I get embarrassed easy. I really do for other people. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, you know, I have to learn. Sometimes you have to be uncomfortable to be comfortable, right? You'll catch it tomorrow. You do. You gotta, you gotta, I don't, I don't want people to be embarrassed. You know, people, cause they'll talk about you. Like I'm talking about her, but 
Nah, I just learned how to say, okay, you know what? I'm just going to zone you out. When you try to have a conversation with me, I'm just not, I'm going to look past you. Like, I don't even want to talk to you. And let me tell you the end part of that. Um, and then I'm going to move on to something else. Uh, the lights came on and people were walking out. When I tell you this woman started kicking and dancing, acting like she was, she acted like she was on more than alcohol, like she was on some serious drugs. She really was, I'm like, to the point where like, are you okay? Like she belonged on some damn medication. She was kicking and waving to people and talking to everybody. And you know what? People don't want to be touched. And she was touching people. So, you know, it's kind of like, and then all of a sudden she just, Darted out to the bar. And it was like, alcohol and medication do not mix. You know, they tell you. But you know what? Maybe she'll learn. Maybe she'll learn um, from this experience not to be that way. So you guys know I don't um, follow the news that much. I try to... um, Things I'm concerned about are political um, views in this country. Um, It's a mess. You know, we have... People in leadership, they're saying that they're working for us. And I just think it's all, you know, bullshit. Really, it is because, you know, they, you know, this build back better bill. Now this one person is holding it up. It's like, you know what, dude, you're not even suffering for the things that we're suffering. Where you come from? You're just trying to make a new a name for yourself. So I just thought that was interesting that, you know, we're still talking about this build back better once Oh, uh, you know, oh, we're going to pass it. The next we have some um, provision and revisions. And then now I'm just dead in the water. It's like, you know what? Your constituents must be saying, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know what? Don't don't do that. You're not doing us a favor. We know that the inflation is going to go up. We know that because we created that. You know, it's time to maybe do something different. What's your solution? You have no solution. So apparently from all attempts purposes, the bill back better bill is dead. And so it's just like, you know what, this is all for show. This is all for show. It really truly is. It's all for show. Um, they're talking about the January 6th insurrection. And, um, you know, now people are coming out, people are being exposed. I don't know if that's going to do anything, you know, um, it should, but you know, we'll wait and see. We'll, we'll wait and we'll wait and see. Like I said, it's all like, you know, made for reality TV. It really, truly is. It's just like, okay, you know what? Do something. Do something about it. You know, let's, let's, let's move forward. Let's start holding people accountable and move on, you know. But we'll see. You know, we'll see. It's about conversations, right? Having to talk. But I think sometimes, again, to make that reference, some people act like they're really better or superior over other people. And therefore you have a disconnect somewhere. And I think there is a definite disconnect from politician and the people that they are supposed to be serving. I really do believe there's a disconnect. Um, You know, we all saw what happened on January 6th, but everybody's trying to act like they didn't see that or they didn't participate in. You're guilty. You're guilty. Let's just put the rat on the table as I take from 95-7 the game. Just boom. Just put it on the table. You guys are doing this. You're not fooling anybody. You know what? Don't bury your head in the sand because you do not like the way something looks. Like I said, you got to get used to being uncomfortable to be comfortable. You got to get to that place. You know, it's just whatever. So let me tell you this personal story. So I was in the office the other day 
And, you know, I'm trying to leave because I have some stuff to do. And so I'm asking my coworker, can they step up and do this part of the job? They got 20,000 excuses why they can't do nothing. And I'm the type of person that if I really don't have nothing to do, I don't mind, you know, helping out. But when I say I have something to do, I expect you, I do expect you to, you know, buck up, buttercup and just do it. Right. She gave a 20 minute, 20,000 excuses why she couldn't do it. I lost it. I, I lost it, you know, and I am not one to talk about people in this negative sense, but I want you to paint a picture of what there's two of them, what they look like. They look like, um, 400 pound linebackers. They're big on top and they got these little legs and they walk around like they just, you know, it's, it's SpongeBob. That's what they look like. SpongeBob. I kid you not. They look like SpongeBob. But and they they don't know nothing. They don't know. If you ask them a question, I don't know. I don't know. They ask everything. So clearly the education system failed you somewhere and uh, they messy. But then they try to act like, oh, I'm, I'm not that way. You are that way. And so she caught a glimpse of me the other day because she came up with 10 excuses. Like I said, 20 billion excuses to 10 excuses why she couldn't help. And I lost it. I, I lost it. If you speak to me one more time, there's going to be a problem because I'm going to tell you what I think about you. It takes a lot for me to go there because, again, I want to be that positive light, positive energy. Right. But I'm going to tell you about yourself. You're lazy. You're trifling. You're not a good co-worker. I hope you get it together because... If you don't, you will forever be the most laziest person that I ever met. You and your sister, both of y'all, you know, your house, your, you can tell your home upbringing is a reflection on how you work, you know, and I believe that they have a problem with being seen in public because of the way they look. Well, that's not my fault that you eating your way through California. That's not my fault that you doing that. But yeah, so she knows. I don't want you to say hi to me. I don't want you to say good morning. I don't want you to say nothing to me because I will say, don't don't talk to me. Don't don't talk to me. Don't say hi. Don't say nothing. Because now I will walk past you like you are a picture on the wall. I don't want to even see something. You can be in my face talking to me. I'm not going to respond because I don't like how you get down. I don't like your work ethic. It's trash. You are trash. I want to throw you in the trash and just set the dumpster on fire. I would never do that because you don't want to incite violence. But your whole persona don't vibe with me. So, again, to protect my energy, eh, I'm going to stay away from you. I'm going to stay away from you. So, if you're working with people that are like that, assholes, you know, I believe in calling them out and move on. You don't have to engage with them. You know, you're lazy, traveling cows. That's what they are. They truly are. You know, they truly, truly are. And I'm not just saying it because I dislike them um, for personal reason. I don't like them because of work reasons. And I will continue to say that because I don't. I don't care for them at all. You know the people like that. But anyway, coffee and tea, we want to be better, right? We want to be better, do better. We have to. We have to do better. It's just a must. But those things stuck out to me today building up to the week that we had that we can really talk and discuss things that are happening. You know, we want to be better, right? Um, We want to have the conversation. And that's what it's all about. Coffee and tea with me on Sunday. If you would like to um, have, you have a topic that you want to talk about, 
Um, check me out. Send me an email, conversationwithaluciana at gmail.com. And we can talk about it and be about it. Also, I am on uh, Coffee and Tea on Sundays, but I am on YouTube. So definitely check it out. It's it's worth, it's worth, uh, I'm worth it, right? You're, I'm worth it. Until we meet again, have a good one. Take care of each other. Be kind to one another. Be kind to yourself. Coffee and tea with Luciana and me. Let's go.